Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Hey, 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 everybody. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. Again, welcome to the show. The show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up, with B. Wright Jones, LLC. And for those of you who may not know me, I am a published author, inspirational, transformational speaker, event planner, blogger, certified online life coach, and of course, your lovely podcast host and CBD and hemp distributor. Again, welcome to the show. I am uh, going to share some platforms with you where you can connect with me if you would like. I'm on Facebook under B. Wright Jones, Twitter, keep looking up with two P's, Instagram, keep looking up and the number seven, and my website is brightjones.com. And I serve women 35 and older who are stuck and have a desire to get unstuck and walking in their purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. So today's show, I'm really excited. I have an expert on the show today that's going to help us with our spending, that's going to help us to plan better so that we don't get stressed out with mounds of bills and, you know, just better planning will keep those stress levels down. And I'm so glad that she was able to come onto the show today to help us out. And the expert that I have on today is Erica Neville. Uh, She is a licensed financial coach and advisor who is dedicated to encouraging, empowering, and enriching the lives of women. And she's going to educate us today. So Erica, welcome and come on in the room. Come on in, Erica. Yes, welcome. Hello, Belinda. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yes, so glad to have you. Yes, I thought of you. I was like, Erica is the one. We need some help. Help us out so that we can plan better. You know, I mean, it's just so much going on. The cost of gas and the groceries and kids going back to school and we've been on vacations and we're getting back in the swing of things. And, you know, we don't want to keep creating debt and using credit cards all the time, you know, so we need some help. How can you help us uh, today by planning better and um, just just planning so that we don't use our credit cards and things carelessly, but to give us some tips today um, that will keep us away from stress and getting sick and stuff. Help us out, Erica. We need you. <laughs> we need you. 
And I am happy to help, Belinda. Yes. yes. Everything that you said, you just hit it right on the nail with what has been going on over the past couple of years. And really, the past couple of years is just a culmination of what's been going on for many, many years before this. Yes. Um, when we come to a point where an entire world is shut down and we don't mm. know what to do and we've lost jobs, we've had our hours cut, things that we've never seen in our lifetime anyway. So how do we respond to that? If we had credit cards, we had to purchase our groceries on credit card. And then when there's nobody working, nothing gets made. And that means that whatever we have out here, the prices go up and it's just this vicious cycle that goes on. So this is definitely a time for planning and it's never too late to start planning, Belinda. So this is just a great topic. And I just love talking about money anyway. Yes, but, mm-hmm, for sure. You know, just some tips in regards to just how we can be better stewards over our finances. First yes. of all, I just want to say there's about 23 to 25% of Americans that are already suffering from financial stress. And mm-hmm. we look at it, it can be in the same realm as post-traumatic stress uh, syndrome. And that is anytime that we're thinking about money, we get headaches, we get uh, just racked with anxiety, chest pains, stomach pains, all kinds of pains that we may not equate with finances. But anytime, if you think, if you pick up a bill or you look at a bill and you get a headache or you get this negative reaction in your body, that is financial stress. Sometimes you just think that it has to be, you know, something big or, you know, a loss of a job, or it's just, if you know that you don't have enough money to make ends meet that's stressful yes if you can't feed your family that's stressful if the bills are coming in and they're not going to stop that's stressful and so one of the things that I tell people to do is budgeting that Mm -hmm. is the perfect planner that tells you where you are and a lot of people are like Erica I don't like budgeting I you know I just can't get into it how well do you want to reach your goals the only way for us to reach our goals is for there to be plans. There's um, the Harvard study, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but back in the late 70s, early 80s, they um, surveyed a group of Harvard graduates. And of that group, they came back to them 10 years later. Initially from that group, three only 3% of people actually wrote down their goals. 3%? Right? 3% actually... Wow verbalized and wrote down their goals about 80 something percent verbally said what their goals were but they did not write them down and then the rest of the people just didn't have any goals whatsoever you know we're just going to graduate and go to work 10 years later fast forward the three percent that wrote down their goals made more than 10 times as much as those who did not uh write down their goals or those who had no goals and those who did verbalize it that 80 something percent they made twice as much as those who just had no goals at all so when you look at it it is so important that we not only verbalize what it is that we want we can think about it we can verbalize it but then you have to do that third thing of writing it down so when you're writing it down you're looking at it and that is our budget it makes a difference it absolutely it does. Yeah. Wow. Now, one of okay. the, the huge surprises is when I'm speaking with people, they can verbalize 
And I, I like mm-hmm. when I ask them, well, how much do you think you spend on, you know, restaurants or groceries? The yeah. automatic look up. It's like, it's not up in the air, right? It's, it's not around. <laughs> so oh, wow. How much do you spend for groceries? They don't know. But yeah. when I tell them to do the budget, they're like, yeah. oh my goodness, I didn't know I was spending hundreds of dollars more than what I thought. Those I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. I'm so guilty of that because, you know, I know that I should like make a list of the things that I want to go to the store. And I, I don't do that. When I go to the store, I have in my mind what I want to get, but then I don't have stuff written down. I wind up just picking up other stuff do it, and I, I don't budget and I wind up going to the store maybe two times a week or something like that. And just mm-hmm. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> Yeah, you and wow. about any other percent of people. <laughs> wow, right, okay. and then you end up spending more money at the grocery yeah. store, right? It's yeah. like having cereal and no milk, peanut butter, no jelly, right? So yeah. you got to go back and get it. So not only is it time resources, it's also financial resources. Yeah, we're not having those complete meals. Now you mentioned the cost of gas is going up. Right. So I know like recently I saw it was like three dollars and some change. And I'm like, wow, that's like gas on sale. <laughs> You're right about that. I saw one. I think it was like three seventy five. I was like, OK, yeah, because, man, it got up to almost like what was it? Five dollars somewhere yes. over five. Yeah. Oh, my God. California is like seven dollars. So, so how do you prepare for something? You, you can't prepare for something like That's that. right. Unless That's you right. know where you stand. Yeah. And so I tell people, I don't like to tell people to cut out stuff because most likely we're not going to do it anyway, right? So you. if you can't cut it out, either one, you're going to have to uh, get another job, right? And which most people, when we actually look at our, our finances and what our yeah. goals are, that may be an option that we have to do. And so having that budget is the foundation for success period, Belinda. You know, whether it is um, this time, 2022, 2023, or, you know, 10, 15 years ago, budgeting is is, never goes out of style, but it tells us exactly where our finances lie. And it tells us, hey, you're doing a great job, or you know what, We, we got some work to do. And Amen. when you yes. know that, you have that security um, and just knowing I'm going to be all right. Or you know what? I need an extra $500 a month. Where am I going to get that extra $500? Am I going wow. to do some side hustling? Am I going to do a part-time job? And okay. I tell anybody, when you leave the house to do a part-time job, make sure yeah. that it is exactly for what you need. Because it okay. makes no sense. You don't have a budget, so you don't know that you really need an extra $500. And you right. go out and get a part-time job that's taking you away from your family, from yourself, from your friends, and you're only yeah. making $300. So you're still in the red. So yeah. that's the thing that the budget will tell you. So when you okay. look at that, look at things that you no longer use as well. That's a biggie that I see with people. Subscriptions okay. and memberships, um, things that we don't utilize. Right. So, you know, Hulu and and Netflix and all those and cable, um, do you actually watch those things? So that can be a huge um, savings when it comes to your finances. 
Um, when we're doing trips, like to the grocery store, other errands that we have to run, are we doing yeah. them on the same day versus several days throughout the week? So it's little things like that that really add up to a lot when it comes to our bottom line. Um, another thing is insurances, like your car insurance. Call them up. Whoever you have, call them up. Can I get a better rate? You know, it's okay to shop around when it comes to your finances. You want to make sure that your pockets are, are, are bigger than the people who you are funding. So you want to make sure that you're getting the best deals possible. And that's, once again, going through your budget, seeing who you're paying every single month and saying, hey, can I call up my, my uh, cell phone carrier? <clears throat> I've been with them for 10, 15, 20 years. Do they have something better out there? So okay. take the time, you know, we're in such a rushed society, yeah. but if you really only took like 30 to 60 minutes to take care of these things, they could save us hundreds and thousands of dollars throughout the year. Oh yeah, that's so good. That is so good, Erica. So I'm I'm really stuck on this budgeting thing. Now I, I, I gotta I gotta get good with this. So in order to really do good budgeting, okay, so what I'll do for me and tell me if this is good every like for the month, look at all of my bills, look at what I have to put out for, uh, for the month, like bills, then for groceries, um, just other little necessities and, and look at everything on my list. And from that list, look to see if there's anything that I can possibly eliminate from there. Um, that maybe I don't use very often. So uh, there's a couple of things that's sticking out to me now. So basically from this, from this list, um, that'll be my budget for the month. Um, so once I have this list in place, because I don't, I don't budget like I used to. Mm -hmm. I'm just being honest. I don't, um, Cause I kind of know I can kind of play around with some things, but still I know budgeting will be better and it'll also help me to save better. What can you, what else can I do or to put in place if you have a suggestion to really get me on the ball? And I'm saying this for the listeners too, to really get on the ball with doing this budgeting, um, being committed to it, and really working at planning better. Do you have any suggestions with that? Because mm -hmm. it's I'm gonna be it's gonna be sometimes hard, maybe for me sometimes and some other people that are listening to really stay committed to it. What can you share on that? Okay, that's really yeah. great, and I, I love how you use the word committed. Yeah. When we think about our goals our future goals, what are some of the things that we like to do? Okay. It's great to visualize that. So okay. having a vision board is also key. Oh, and yeah. some people don't have that vision board. Without a vision, you don't have, you don't have a vision. You don't know where your future is going. That's where true. do you want to be in the future? Right? Like you, I like to travel. So yeah. that's on my vision board. So when yeah. I look at my vision board and I like to pay cash for all of my trips that I do and I okay. save for that, I budget for that. So it's kind of twofold. Like we have a budget in our head, what we think yeah. we spend, 
and then there's yeah. the actual budget. And so yeah. when you are, when you have done a budget, you know, I need maybe $300 for groceries. I need, okay. you know, $100 for gas every week. And I need all of these, you know exactly what you need. And so okay. for those people, I say, you don't necessarily need a budget. Um, okay. And you know, when you've done a budget and you know what you spent. So you okay. may be good in that aspect, but you may okay. say, Erica, I, I want to do a little bit, a little bit better. So I yeah. want to save more. So on your vision board, what do you want to save? You know, whether it's $25,000, put that okay. on your vision board. So you have to have a vision associated with what it is that you're trying to do. And that will definitely help with the commitment towards your budget. Because if I know I want to save $25,000 over a five-year period yeah. uh, or sooner, how much do I need every single month to save to reach that goal? And so yeah. I, I'm just throwing out $100. I don't know. So if it's $100, I know every time that I want to spend that $100, I'm going to look at my yeah. vision for it and I'm going to say, nope, that's my goal. And so I'm committed to my goal. Most of us, we aren't committed to our commitment. And so yeah. when we have that commitment to whatever our goal is, that helps with the budget because anything, I would say 98% of things cost money. And yeah. so having that on your budget, knowing how much you need to save, thinking in advance and having that vision board will help you to, to remain committed to your commitment. That's good. That's really good. Thank you for that. Yeah, because, you know, if you have a target, you know, you can aim for that. Um, so that's good. You'll keep that within your vision. You know, you know what you're aiming for. So that's great. That really helps a lot. And I, I appreciate that because sometimes, and I'm, I've been guilty of it myself, we know that we want to do certain things, but we don't always have the actual target. You just know, I know I want to do this, or I know I want this, but really, how are you planning for it? So it makes such a difference. It makes such a big difference. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and I want to add to this for the listeners. As a family, collectively, how can the family, do you have any tips you could share? How can the family work together or come together in this planning um, as a family to make sure that each member, family member stays on point and does their part. Do you have anything you could share um, today that would be helpful in how a family can plan together to make sure to keep these stress levels down, um, to plan, um, you know, with budgeting? How can they all come together as a family and make this happen with working together as a team? Oh, I love that. I love that because a yeah. lot of people don't think about the family when it comes to finances yeah. and that plays a huge role. For me, yeah. I was a single mom. So when you have a, a, a child who wants to do things and they're coming there just like, you know, you know, I want to do this. And it's just like, no, we, we can't do that. Um, yeah. You know, it's not in the budget. And mm -hmm. I will say for me personally, my son's father passed away when he was six. And so single mom, I had the support of my family, his family. So that was awesome for us. Uh, we also had social security survivors benefits for my son. Okay. Granted, at the time, I did not have the financial education that I have now. So 
I would say at least a quarter of a million dollars was lost during that 12 year time period because I didn't have a financial advice. I didn't have anybody telling me, um, advising me how yeah. to save and invest our money. So it is so important to have an advisor, someone who is helping you along the way. Yes. When it comes to families, I sat my son down. He was part of the conversation. Sometimes we as adults exclude our children when it comes to finances, but those little mini me's, those mini us, mini adults, they need to know about finances. You don't necessarily have to tell them the intricacies of all that's going on, but they need to understand from a young age what finances are, uh, what money is, what Mm -hmm. finances are, and what wealth is three totally different things, right? Money yeah. is the tool. The money, we money use money to, to purchase things. It's a tool. Yes. Finances is when we're actually looking at where's our money going? How is it being spent? Mm, that's the budget, that's, that's the investing, that's yes. the, um, the savings. So that is our finances. Let's look at our finances. Where are we financially? And then wealth yeah. is building upon what we have. Uh, whether yeah. that is monetary wealth, whether it is real estate, however we choose to increase our money so that our finances can be better yeah. to build upon the wealth. And so okay. looking at that as three different things, but bring your children in when it comes yeah. to the money, the finances, let them know, hey, these are all the bills that we have to pay. Mm, yes. Um, and don't be ashamed. I don't know why we, we get into this thing. We're ashamed to talk about how much money we make. It's, it's so uh, taboo. Yeah. We don't talk about it. But it's yeah. our kids. Let your kids know what, what is talked about in the house stays in the house. Right. That's but, true. you know, this is how much mommy and daddy makes. This is yeah. how much our bills are. This is how much money we have left over. Uh, yeah. This is why we can do some things while we cannot do some things. Yes. Have them weigh in on it. Okay, this is how much we have left over. What do you think we should do with this money? Mm, have that's they good. Say, you know, let's go to the store. Let's go to the Okay, do your research. How much does it cost for us to go there, to go to the movies, to go bowling, yes. to go whatever the case may be? How much is that jersey? Okay, it's going to take mommy and daddy two hours of work to earn the money for that jersey. Do wow, yes. Worth it? So when yeah. we start looking at how valuable is your time and letting our children see the, the equation and how all yes. that works, then at a young age, they begin to understand how money works. Yes. They know when they get their first check, okay, I should be saving a portion. I can invest a portion. And yes. as long as they have earned income, it doesn't matter how old your child is. They That's can, right. You can start an investment program for them on their behalf, as long awesome. as there's earned income. That's babysitting, that's mowing lawns. So even like I have clients who um, invest $25 a month. And when you're doing that over a long period of time, it adds up. So have your children involved by having them those money talks. And don't think because they're, you know, two, three, four years old that they don't understand. They understand what you teach them. That's right. If you start to teach them about financial concepts, um, yes. So showing them the coins, the dollars, you know, I would take my son to the bank. That was back when we had the little, the, the savings books and the oh, passport yeah. books. I think that's what they're yes. called. Right? My yes. son, he went 
there with me. You know, he saw deposits going in. He saw um, withdrawals coming out. He saw me going to the Mac machine, right? I would have him hand the teller the money and she would give him the money. Sometimes I would have him count the money. So just including him on those things, it increases their financial knowledge. So don't think that kids are just, you know, too young to know about money. That's right. If they they can start talking, as soon as they they start learning, start teaching about how money works. Wow, that is so, so good. Thank you so much because kids are like sponges. They watch, they see these things. And when you include them in in early ages, it helps to educate them and it helps to make them responsible with the, with the money early on. So it's not just about buy me this, get me this, but you're educating them along the way and they understand the value of a dollar. So yes, that is so wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that because that's so important. I know I have to say when I was young, I really didn't know the value of a dollar. I just wanted give me this. I want this, you know, but as you get older, you see and you realize, you know, wow, if I would have known better, I would have done, you know, did a better job because when I was younger and I got my first credit card, um, I just was about just spending and splurging because I didn't know the value of a dollar. I didn't realize, you know, be careful, don't get in too much debt. So when your children are young and they know these things, then it helps them to spend better and to and to be more wise. So yes, thank you, Erica. That Absolutely. is so, so good. Thank Absolutely. you. Um, I want to add on one thing to that. Yes. Words. Yes. Mm-hmm. Words can, woo, they can build you up or they can destroy you. Yeah. So as parents, as adults, if we are around children, we want to be very careful and mindful of the wording that we are using, especially when it comes to money. Yeah. If they see that we are stressed out, if they see that we are arguing, if they see that there is never enough, if they see that there's scarcity, if they see you crying, if they see you fighting over money, they're yeah. going to have a negative attitude towards money. Mm, wow. So even if there are financial issues going on, be careful of how you talk to your children about it. Yeah. If you can't pay a bill or if there's not enough money, don't say, I don't never have enough money. I don't know how these bills are going to be paid. Yeah. Just say, we're going to make a way to make this happen. That's right. You don't have to say, oh, my goodness, you know, we're $200 short this month. It's, oh, my goodness, what are some opportunities that we can have to increase our wealth? That's good. The thing that we have to do, we have to think about it in a positive attitude. Even if things don't look the way you want them to, how can you spin that around? Because there's so much to be said for gratitude. So much to be said. Instead of saying, we don't have enough. I'm so That's grateful right. for, for what we have. I'm so grateful for my job. I wonder if I can get overtime. I'm so grateful for this gift that I have. I wonder if, how the side hustle will work. Yes. I need an extra $500 a month. How can I make, can I sell some stuff? Don't just sit back and, and woe with me. Just think of some creative ways of how to make your family's life better. Oh, wow. That is so good. Thank you so much. Our words are powerful. 
they are indeed powerful. So yes, that is such a great point that you made. And I thank you for bringing that up, Erica. And listen, guys, I want to let you know, Erica is going to be one of the speakers for Power Conference 2023 that's coming in January. So keep, um, I will keep you guys posted on that. You're going to get some more of her wisdom. Um, she's going to be um, sharing um, I can't, I'm not going to tell the topic right now, but anyway, she's going to be sharing. It's going to be good. So keep that in mind. Erica will be with us for Power Conference 2023. So Erica, thank you so much. Um, in closing, if there's anything else you'd like to share, and of course, your contact information, if someone would like to reach out to you, um, how can they connect with you? But in closing, if there's anything else, last minute uh, words you'd like to say, please take this time to do so. Thank you. I would just like to say, learn about money, finances, and wealth is not something that they teach us in schools. That's right. So I tell people, don't feel bad if you don't know. Don't feel bad if you don't know how to budget or save or invest. You just don't know. And yeah. even though we can Google this information, Google is giving the same answer to the millions of people who are asking. If you don't know the right questions to ask, that's not helpful for you. So right. while it doesn't have to be me, I would like for it to be me, but yes. speak with an advisor who can help get you on the right track to that's help right. you reach your goals. You don't want to go through the rest of your life. We're living into our 80s and 90s. Yes. I myself, you know, I'm in my 50s. So I've got 30, 40 years to go. I want to make sure that it's the best 30, 40 years that I can possibly have. And that is because I'm making better decisions. So yeah. link up with someone, just get the foundation, learn how to budget. And then that you will just see so much stress come off of you when you know the bottom line. When you're able to say, this is what I have to work with. This is what I'm working towards. So there's nothing I would say more precious to financial health than having that budget. So I would say that's the start of it. Um, yeah. I can yeah. send you a budget and reach me at Erica Neville at gmail.com. E-R-I-C-K-A-N-E-V-I-L-L-E at gmail.com or reach out to me, uh, phone, text 267-934-9880. Thanks so much, yeah. Belinda. Yes, and thank you. Yes, yes, thank you so much. Erica is amazing at what she does. Um, she offers some free resources and also some resources that you can make investments in to um, to be better stewards with your your money, investing and um, just getting educated. So I, I I highly recommend her. So for all of you out there that are listening, I pray that this show has helped you so that we can be better with planning and budgeting ahead. So thank you again for joining and always remember to keep looking up. All right, guys, have an amazing day and we'll see you again next Thursday, same time, same place. Take care, be blessed. Thank you, Erica, I appreciate you. You're welcome. God bless, you. okay.